This episode of Time's Ours is brought to you in part by DoorDash, who will bring you in full part food from a number of restaurants all around you. I genuinely love DoorDash. Not only did I use DoorDash a few days ago, I, for lunch today, ate leftovers from an order I had from DoorDash. I, I can't possibly give you a better endorsement than that. They're the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is super easy. You can open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. What that also means is that you can let the food get dropped, look out your window for the driver to leave, and then you can go out and grab it in your robe that you weren't fully comfortable being seen in by another person. Again, speaking it from experience. I love DoorDash, and uh, the drivers won't judge you for being in your pajamas. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code TIME. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TIME. Don't forget, that's code TIME for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Everybody's working with that time jersey. Another week and a lot of other things we can talk about. The season, believe it or not, guys, is a little under two weeks away from actually kicking off. I don't know if it feels like it's if it's a month away or if it's starting tomorrow. At this point, I go back and forth. The good news is, though, we here at Times Ours are here to get you prepared for the season, which begins, hopefully, still, theoretically, I think, at this point, on September 10th. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser all here on The Athletic. Uh, Nate, how are you feeling right now about the fact that the season's around the corner and there is a lot going on both in the sports world as a whole and also just like at Chiefs training camp? Yeah, I continue to write. I continue to try to provide as much information as I can. Um, I'm writing I'm almost on an everyday pace right now, guys. Um, <laughs> we're doing our best. Uh we're going to bring you both uh, serious discussion points and obviously off-the-wall stuff. You know who we're going to talk about. Yes, we're <laughs> going to talk about that person after I spent a year waiting to write about said person. So, look, um, this is a very monumental moment in Chiefs history, and I'm glad we're here to sort of discuss it, both the football element and obviously the social element as well. Now, Seth, of course, that person that he's talking about discussing, I, I, I think is probably Legarius Sneed. It might be Bo Pete Keys, could be Daryl Williams. I really, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's any particular sort of training camp bubble player that we seem uh, especially set to talk about. But I, I'm just checking in with you. We didn't even talk on eight ten this week, Seth. So I feel like I haven't spoken to you in like six months. Yeah, I know. I texted you a bunch of times. Hey, Josh, did you did you want me to come on, Josh? <laughs> Josh. Hey, Josh. And I got to say, replying new phone who dis with such a lengthy text history seems unnecessary, uncalled for, yeah. maybe a little called for. Yeah. I just don't understand, but that's okay. I would say I'm guessing I know who the player is, but I am going to say, I before I talk about that player, <clears throat> we here at Times Ours do not support uh, tying one off and melting things down and shooting up anything into your system um, with the understanding that even relatively harmless substances when consumed that way can be harmful um, so please I, I'd like to extend my sincerest apologies to especially the children who listen I imagine that we much like many YouTube channels are you know used to soothe infants and toddlers and I apologize to the infants and toddlers and urge them not to tie one off and shoot one up thanks all right, that's it. L- listen, listen, listen to the smoothness of this man's voice. That's Children, my... have I told you about the word mistake? <laughs> Sometimes adults make mistakes, even in comedic form. Some sometimes we do mess up. I appreciate it. On a side note, my wife calls that voice her panic voice because she knows whenever I sound that calm. Like something legit is a, like she either has like a like tarantula on her shoulder <laughs> or a gunman is breaking into our house. Like she knows like if I like, and I, I've, I've now had to try to change things up because it's been like three occasions. I'd be like, 
hey, sweetie, can I talk to you about something for a second? Or, hey, honey, can you can can you do something for me real quick? And she knows that means it's about to go down. So now if I talk to her in a calm voice, she just panics. And so, yeah. Eat a fistful of needles, snort some glass, and go streaking through the neighborhood. Yeah, time's <laughs> ours. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was until I listened to it. To be perfectly honest, I was like, wow, that got excessive. Um, but, I mean, it's got to be. It's Jody Fortson, right? I mean, it's got to be Jody Fortson. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's Jody Fortson. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, all right. Okay, now, now we, we don't have to issue any refunds for The Athletic because we did mention Jody Fortson within the first five minutes of content time. We barely just snuck it under there, but we got it in. Woo! <laughs> <sighs> we'll talk about Jody Ford's. We're going to talk about a training camp uh, stock report. We're at, we got a training camp stock market now. In fact, I, we did not discuss this before the show, but I think I think we got to like make this a game. I think we got to gamify the training camp stock market. Nate's going to Nate's going to tell us whose stock's up and whose stock is down and Seth and I are going to bid on them. We're going to say, "You know, I got I got 7 bucks on Nick Kaiser." I think I think that's going to be a return on my investment. We might not do that. I don't know. Um, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, what Steve Spagnuolo said this week. We'll tie <laughs> one you, off and snort it, I think is what Seth said we when, promised the pre-show when meeting. You, when you decide midway through a bit, you're like, nah, I don't think so. No, I've done that when the, I've been preaching. No. You get midway through the second point, you're like, you know, I'm not sure that's what Paul meant there. And then you just bail. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a funnier idea as a preaching of a bit, and then you know, then bailing out. Now, Seth, if you want to go ahead and take a moment at the at the start here and actually talk about one of the times that you found yourself giving up on your own uh, material halfway through a a, 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 a teaching, a, a lesson of some sort, I'd, I'd love to know which which time you had a theological eye opening moment while uh, while talking to a group of. Uh, of, of your congregation, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what story really, uh, really changed as you were speaking. Look, I cannot, for the purpose of my former. Now that I'm slight, I'm retired from the open pastor. My former flock. I don't want to destroy their faith in me, as I'm sure they are faithful listeners to Times Ours. Oh boy! And so I would say never. But if it happened, it would have been one of those moments where you're like in the middle of point three. <laughs> And you realize that not only did point two not lead to point three, but it might actually be literally theologically wrong, and yeah. you're maybe about to get struck by lightning. So then you're like, you know what? I think we should, let's revisit something here. <laughs> and you try to go back, and you desperately try to bring it out. It's like, what I, what I meant to say was, so and pretty much any time I say what I meant to say was means I realize I said something stupid. So Yeah, and at that point, you grab a chair and you flip it around, you sit on it backwards and say, you know what, let's get back to basics. God is love. And you just try to play yeah, the hits. Yeah, let's just get back to basics here. You know, in the beginning, yeah, that's it. God yep. did create, the, you know, you just start from the beginning. Let's read the first verse and the last verse of the Bible, and then let's talk about that. That's what I, that, that's, I like the chair flipping backwards thing. I wish I could do like the Benny Hinn thing though, and just suddenly like use the force to send someone across the room. But I don't have that in my uh, my minister repertoire. Well, yeah, that's 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 the next level. That's super pastor. <laughs> that's you got to be able, at the very least you have to be able to like shut the doors from from the front of the room. <laughs> yeah, it's a powerful moment. The the Holy Ghost, the Spirit moves in mysterious ways. Slam the door from far away. At that point, you got him. That would be so amazing. Wow, this, show, this show started weirder than I thought it was going to, huh? <laughs> that's that's probably on me. Let's let Nate talk for a while. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, it's Nate. just a staple, folks. It's just a staple of what we do. I mean, it's hot out here. I mean, <laughs> and we can all just make, you know, rash choices and decisions. And, hey, you know, I, I, think, I think if you've come this far, <laughs> you're willing to go farther down the, the wormhole. <laughs> I like that. That's like the equivalent of, look, you've been married to me this long. You're not going to just give up now. Uh, so we might as well just deal with it. I like that's, that. You know, that's a good That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. So, Seth, let's really revisit some of those theological... Oh, no, it's not? Okay. Well, uh, what we can what we can do instead is, that, like I said, there, there have been like... And I, I've I, obviously, I, you know, do radio just about every night. And so I've been... I've been uh, over the last couple of nights, especially, got kind of going back and forth between like, man, I actually legitimately thought that Steve Spagnuolo shines some light on exactly how far away the cornerback spot is from being able to confidently replace Bashad Breeland. But also, that's not where any of the sports world actually is at this point. Like, as much as uh, Tommy Townsend is a is going to be a new part of the Chiefs organization for the next several years, um, 
that's not where we're at at this point. So um, we can we can start with some of the not start. We're like 15 minutes or 10 minutes into the show. But <laughs> we can hear talk a little bit about about some of the serious stuff that's happened around the sports world as a whole. Some of the things we've heard from the Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid opened his uh, his press conference earlier this week addressing the Jacob Blake shooting. And, and he kind of went through some of the stuff he talked about kind of in the around uh, George Floyd's killing and, and um, Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew being the Black Lives Matter video they were in. Uh, Mark Donovan, the president of the Chiefs, spoke to the media, and among a lot of other things, he talked about voting and he, and uh, and the the Chiefs currently working on a plan to make Arrowhead Stadium a polling place for the general election in November. Uh, mm-hmm. They they a lot of players have put their voice to a, a series of things in the pressers. Uh, you know, Tyron Matthew still tweeting and, and putting his thoughts out in social media. We've also had some guys talk about what the demonstrations might look like whenever the season does begin in a couple of weeks. Um, guys like Andy Reid and Mark Donovan gave us very, very, very little. Guys like Sam Madison, cornerbacks, defensive backs coach, uh, I thought gave us quite a bit. But so, Nate, I mean, being there for every minute of those pressers and, and then also being out there at the facilities and everything, if we go specific to the Chiefs, at least first, how have you seen uh, just this last week of stuff? with all the, And also, obviously, sports largely shutting down in a lot of forms. Yeah. Um, how have you seen that specifically uh, around the Chiefs? Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick here, but I think if you're a Chiefs fan and if you're a subscriber to The Athletic and you're listening to this podcast regularly, um, there's a couple things you need to understand about the organization as I see it. Um, there is true unity. I can't stress that enough from Mark Donovan to Clark Hunt to Andy Reid and then to everybody on the team below them. Um, obviously, the three men I just mentioned are white, mm-hmm. but they understand the significance of the social injustice and how the team can be a vessel for unity and equality. Um, I think if that if you're a Chiefs fan, you should be um, immensely proud of what the organization is trying to do in its 60-year history today. Secondly, um, because Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew have worked tirelessly to continue to strengthen that unity, um, it has allowed them with Rise to Vote, a organization that the Chiefs are partnering with, to make Arrowhead Stadium potentially a polling place on Election Day. Um, that will be historic in the franchise's history, um, not just from a football standpoint, obviously what the team means in the community, but obviously um, what it means in terms of a historical context as to the franchise um, really digging deep to, one, continue democracy, and to be as close to the public as they have ever been, right? Mm-hmm. So much of this is the Chiefs want to reach out to people to know that they, one, hear them, and that they, too, want to equip them to just be good members of society so that they can also come to Arrowhead and scream their heads off so that they can sack an opposing quarterback on an important third down. Um, and then lastly, and this is the next story that I'm going to write in The Athletic. It is probably already up if you're listening to it, uh, if you're listening to this podcast. But be prepared for opening night. The guys understand the magnitude of having to be the first major football event uh, college or pro when they are going to raise their banner to one salute their championship the first in 50 years and the significance that they are going to have in terms of having most of the American eyeballs on them since the Super Bowl and they are probably going to do something that we don't have the exact details I'm not privy to them but I understand enough of this organization to know something is going to occur it may not be during the national anthem. It may be before the national anthem. It may be after the national anthem. I don't know, folks. But what I am trying to write and trying to prepare you um, from an audio standpoint is the Chiefs are going to do something. And that will speak volumes to the organization in terms of its unity as they try to run it back in a world that is so different than it was when they last played a football game in Miami. So those are the three things that I want to acknowledge. There's unity, uh, there's a historicalness to this, and they're going to demonstrate probably in some manner um, into which they know the magnitude and the spotlight that they're going to be given 
when the NFL kicks off its season. I want to bounce something off you real quick and just tell me if you think that this checks out because I'm I'm like guessing and, and reading between the lines on it I guess but um, specifically listening to Sam Madison talk about it and you're right the, in in the answers to questions about what they're they're thinking about doing whenever whenever they do kick off the season at Arrowhead um, and also like in light of FC Dallas uh, kneeling during the anthem and getting booed like uh, in in the the demographic similarities perhaps. Um, the the thing that whenever Sam Madison talked for whatever reason was the, the time it got through to me, uh, is probably based on a much long longer tangential discussion about where talking about unity like bums me out a little bit because you it, it, it's an ideal but there's a process of it that I feel like people want to skip to the end of of you know we want to be unified but we have to agree on some things first anyway that's tangential, but there were some unified. Um, forms of protest years ago. I think about the Cowboys one, like once a week, where Jerry Jones is out there. They all got their arms linked, and they take a knee before the flag comes out, before the anthem, which is which would be fine, except the smugness of it all. And Jerry Jones is like staring down the barrel of the camera with a little smirk before hopping back up for the anthem. Um, that that to me, specifically to the Cowboys, there felt like a unified move that came from the top. And I think that in the Chiefs conversation and, and in the, the world of sports right now, it seems like the, the the direction of that movement would go differently to say for players to say, here's what we want to do. Now we're going to ask you, coaches, team presidents, owners, et cetera, to come do what we ask you to do. Am I am I overanalyzing that? Do you think that's true? Do you think that there's um a cutoff to that, a limit to that? Does that does that ring true with you nate it, it does for the most part and i'm interested even from from seth's perspective like you know fans love this team mm-hmm. for so many reasons like i cannot explain to you how different this locker room is comparable to i don't know two-thirds nfl other locker rooms mm-hmm. um so i i think i think your your line of thinking is is, is correct josh and i think for fans um, the team doesn't want this to be a conflict, but they do, they are, I think in a lot of ways going to show themselves in a way, um, that I think they hope will deepen fan interest, uh, fan appreciation and to where they can be sort of a, an example for, for really the rest of the country as to how the players organization ownership, how the, all of that is connected. And this is sort of another example um, that we just really haven't seen before, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, Seth, any any thoughts on that 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 uh, large discussion and perhaps the, the the current moment, future moments, all as a whole? I have no idea. I'm curious to see how everything's gonna look. Um, I think I think Nate's right in terms of the makeup of the locker room. I there's just so many moving parts right now that I'm curious if the things that I'm, I always tend to think ahead as to what things will look like in a few weeks or a few months mm-hmm. when people aren't, and to be clear, I'm not saying emotion is a bad thing, but when people aren't quite as emotional, mm-hmm. because that's when you generally see a crystallization of plans. Like you even see like with the Ravens, you know, after a day or two, you know, issuing a more formulated statement in terms of this is kind of what we're looking at here. Yeah. And I think that, I think you're going to see more and more of that because one, I think one of the good things about time going by is people hear criticisms, right or wrong, right, and 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 evaluate and, and do things based on that. And one of the, in my opinion, slightly wrong-headed criticisms is, well, what's the plan? There's no plan, you know. And, and I get why people ask that because everyone wants to hear a plan. And I think as you hear that moving forward, I think you're going to see some good things. And that's what I've seen so far with the Chiefs. They're very yeah. – um, is targeted the right word in terms of looking at specific things they can do. Yeah. And I think that's been really cool. And I'm yeah. excited to see they're what trying they do to be, with that. Yeah, they're trying to be more specific, mm-hmm. which is yeah. hard to do in this in this in this climate, honestly, and and the in the issues and the subjects that you're trying to tackle, but they are they're yeah. trying to be methodical in how specific they are, so. Yeah, and that's awesome because I do think there are a lot of layers to a lot of issues of everything that's happening right now and 
I, I, I engage with people generally on Twitter who ask me my opinion about this kind of stuff and like actions that can be taken that I think would be fruitful and, and, and would benefit people in a more boots on the ground way. And it's good to see them being so, so targeted with that. I'm curious how people respond. I think most people have kind of made up their minds and I just hope that people are willing to take five minutes and listen, right? And if you do that and then you decide you disagree, okay, I guess, but at least you listened, right? And don't just wait to talk, right? Mm -hmm. Listen. Don't just wait to say your thing. Just listen. See what someone has to say and actually hear them out. And I, I think people might be forced more into that seeing people that they, like, you know, Pat Mahomes can, he can, maybe he'll be like a game breaker. You know what I mean? He'll be kind yeah. of a game changer. And people like, well, I can't hate Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I just can't. Like, I mean, I think we've discussed on this show what Patrick Mahomes would have to do for me to hate him. I <laughs> pretty bad. He can walk in the room and punch me in the face, and I think it would hurt because he's a big dude. And when I woke up, I'd be like, you know what, bro? I probably had that coming. Like You'd be like, you'd be like pat, 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 wait, 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 wait. Use your left hand. Use your left yeah, hand. Yeah. That yeah, right I one's important. Need Punch with your left yeah, hand. Yeah. You could hurt your hand doing that, Patrick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So anyway, that's kind of my take as more of a broad, all-encompassing thing. Um, it, it, it's a lot of tough discussions. Twitter's been – I think it's okay to say this because I understand things are tough everywhere. This isn't a complaining thing. It, Twitter's been tough, man. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's wearing on people. And I just – I do want to urge people to make sure they look after their – emotional and mental health because COVID's tough. This stuff, like I understand the importance of it, but if all you do is focus on stuff that stresses you the crap out 24 seven, you're not gonna end up doing yourself or anyone else any good, right? Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of really good social workers and really good child protection attorneys burn out because they just live and breathe the bad stuff we see. Yeah. And just make sure you take care of yourself a little bit and take a walk. You are not betraying whatever cause you're fighting for if you take a walk, right? Take a break from social media. Like, just make sure you take care of yourself too. And so, I don't know. That's that's my only soapboxy place. Yeah. I, I love it though. I mean, I love it. I mean, I love you guys. And we can talk about just about anything. And um, I'm glad that the audience really gets to see, you know, who we are, both, um, I guess, semi-serious, and, yeah. you know, I know exactly where we're going to swing wildly next, folks, right. so, right. uh, <laughs> so thanks for, thanks for joining us, uh, I just, I just, I love that people can get to know us, and that people can get to understand our perspectives, they're all valid and smart, and, um, yeah, whatever happens next, folks, this is also who we are. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we all, hey, we all contain, we all contain multiple The tits. friendship thing. I'm sorry, Josh. I talked. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I was going to, I was going to, we all contain multi <laughs> multitudes and Nate, I love you too. And yeah, go ahead, Seth. You're going to talk. <clears throat> <laughs> the joke, the joke I almost made about three minutes ago was don't just wait for your turn to talk. Actually listen was going to be the title of this podcast, but it was too long. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a really good joke. Thank you. I, I feel like Reed would say that too. I just wanted to let people know, like, like when we talk about like this kind of serious stuff and, and we joke around and we do all that, like one of the reasons I think people like listening to times ours is we're like actually friends. We mm -hmm. actually call each other outside the show. We actually care about one another. And like, we, we've disagreed on stuff. I mean, off yeah. the air, because, you know, it'd be bad for the, bad for the brand to argue. <laughs> right. I mean, right. The only thing Josh and I will get uh, get irritable with one another about is the value of running backs on this show. That's true. But, like, we disagree on some stuff. We we all have really different perspectives and, and upbringings and experiences, and we're all slaves to our own experiences in the sense that, you know, it's hard to see things from other perspectives. And we're still good friends that care about each other. I'm just saying maybe people think about that. Just think about that. Like, you know... You can care about people. You can, and you know, disagree. And then you know what we do? We talk to each other and we learn things. Just, just throwing that out there as an idea. Because I learn mm -hmm. stuff when I talk to Nate and Josh. You're around a lot too. So yeah, it's like, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, uh, one of the people be that is on this podcast. for longer than thirty seconds. It's a problem. Well, here, if I if I can take. 30 seconds of sincerity. I do want to express off that point. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to force everyone to follow me to this, but I will now because of what you said there, uh, Seth. 
is that it's the it's the thing that that frustrates me about like very vague discussions about like having more love and more unity and everything. The reason that any of the three of us can end up having some form of disagreement, and this is really, really important. I think this, I genuinely think this is incredibly important because even whenever I hear someone say, we can disagree on things, I immediately kind of assume that they're disagreeing on the worst possible things. (laughs) The ability to disagree on things and still be friends, still be, have, have unity and love we do all agree on a on a basic set of rules. Like they're not written down, so it's you know kind of baseball unwritten rule territory. I'm afraid, mm-hmm. but more logical. But like, there are certain <laughs> things that you do have to agree on before you can then have the difficult, nuanced conversations with space. And it's not bling, being a jackass voluntarily, like on serious topics. Like I, the, and that's and that's where like. That's where Twitter is bad because everyone gets a free jackass card and then uses it uh, absolutely uh, not very judiciously. But like whenever whenever there are the conversations about like the literal value of people and and mm. how you treat them, if you disagree on that, that's not a unity problem. And, and also that's not a mutual problem. Right. You 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 have to agree that we're going to and the ways that we do this can be different and different individual aspects of this can be different, but we do have to to functionally agree on the value of human beings on some level. Otherwise, we're probably not going to actually be friends and get along and have respect for each other because there are still some like basic things. And that that's something that that has kind of grinded on my uh my optimism throughout a, a grand number of topics because it feels like it feels like there are negotiables and non-negotiables and I feel like the three of us have a genuine understanding of the things that aren't as negotiable and and then everything and then everything else gets much easier after that because we we know that we come from an honest place yep <laughs> thank you <Word>. Nick. <laughs> that was the, that was the first, that was Perfectly validating. Uh, yep. <laughs> I was, we're just agreeing with you here. It, it's good no, stuff. No, it's great. I'm gonna, I, I just, no, it's awesome. Yeah. I was thrown uh, off that you didn't, like, add a joke at the end of it. Because, like, all that sincerity. Are you feeling all right? Like, no, you can, was, t- you, can tell, you can tell when I'm really tired and I'm really frustrated because there's not a joke at the end. That's when you can tell. Like, that's, that's my... I, I, get, I get pretty transparent at that point. I didn't have a ha-ha planned in advance. I'm sorry. I let you down. Hey, you know what? It's all good, man. And I, I, I think you're absolutely right. There's got to be some agreement on basic values. I, 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 you're going to have to start talking about the Chiefs sooner. I'm going to have to talk about the fact right. that I think they're written down somewhere. Um, and where, where you ask? I'm glad Baseball's you unwritten okay, rules I'm written down somewhere? That's crazy. You should have told everybody about that sooner. <laughs> that would have solved us a lot of trouble. <laughs> you discovered baseball's unwritten rules? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the, or you've I, discovered another. Are you discovered another written material that uh, lays the foundation potentially for all of our lives on oh. a human and emotional level? Oh, theathletic.com slash times ours. We can get forty percent <laughs> off your first year at the athletic. Of course. How did I not realize that? <laughs> and DM Josh if you want details on oh. this written document. As oh. to, <laughs> I'll just send you the URL. Netflix.com slash also, times I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna evoke his name right now. Thank the Lord above for Danielle. I just I just want Amen. us all to acknowledge this. Thank the good Lord for Danielle, who continues. I mean, honestly, she has listened to us and then make this soup tasteful. And I can't thank her enough. We have converted her, folks. Like, Chiefs fans, you guys have converted her from rooting for, you know, the Miami Dolphins of all teams <laughs> to like watching Chiefs games, like you know. I was in such a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> if we could get that on the dust jacket of this podcast, Danielle, if there could just be a quote on the logo that just says, "I was in such a dark place," and Time Bazaar has pulled me out of it, like that would be perfect. <laughs> so, so thank the Lord above for for Danielle and, and the four of us. Um, I'm sure you're wondering why. We haven't talked about the Chiefs training camp, and folks, um, this is just four friends on a hot line, and you're just you're just hearing it. 
this is crazy. Most people don't know this, but Seth didn't know that these were being recorded and put out as podcasts until the third month of the show's existence. <laughs> It's crazy. I, I feel violated. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Well, I mean, you know, the the international fame and fortune that comes with it. You know, if it, we figured it would be, we we made a choice for you. I do feel bad about it. Um, yeah, this is also we are recording now. By the way, I don't, I don't. Whenever we told you we stopped after the Super Bowl, but still wanted to talk for exactly an hour once a week. Um, yeah. You know, it's just that's what we're doing. We're just we're just friends chatting. I always thought it seemed weird that you never answered my calls any time except now, <laughs> and that Danielle was always arranging them. That was yeah. weird to me, but yeah. I, it makes sense now. It does. Yeah, sorry. Um, let me let me pitch this, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll shift gears. Um, Nate, basically, right up until we started recording this podcast, Nate, you were hosting a Jackie Robinson Day, Jackie Robinson kind of weekend conversation with uh, with a bunch of other. Uh, writers from the athletic and i i believe that's i it's still up right now on the twitter it was streamed yes. live on twitter so I, it'll stay there at at the athletic mlb i believe um and i think you said it looks like it should be going up on like the youtube page and everything yeah but if you want to mm-hmm. just kind of like give give the the quick pitch on that um so people know what's what's up there yeah it's uh because of the pandemic because of course uh Major League Baseball had to obviously condense its season. Um, Jackie Robinson Day is usually on his birthday, which is in April. They have moved it to today on Friday, August 28th. Um, I think every team will play today in honor of Jackie Robinson in light of even everything that's going on. So it was a panel uh, of me and Greg Lee, one of our senior editors, um, you know, sort of leading the panel of our really talented, well-thought-out, very educated uh, MLB writers um, you know, I used to grow up reading Joe Posnanski. Mm-hmm. Now I'm having a mm-hmm. panel discussion yeah. with Joe Posnanski. Literally one of the like, mm. have I kind of made it moments? Um, <laughs> so if you get some time, check it out. Uh, we talk about what the NFL is doing. I obviously mentioned what the Chiefs are doing within the framework of, of uh, how progressive the country is becoming. But, you know, a lot of this in the sports context starts with Jackie Robinson. So how fortuitous is it for us in light of everything that's going on in the past week uh, to discuss Jackie Robinson's uh, impact. And so we discussed that on the MLB level, and then we sort of panned it out to uh, the rest of American sports as we can. So if you get some chance, check it out. Um, and it was I was just thrilled to uh, take my brain off the Chiefs and take it somewhere else, and now I'm back. Um, to give you all your Jordy Fortson needs. <laughs> it was a very good conversation, and your Jody Fortson needs will be fulfilled in just a moment. But first, I tell you about Fubo.tv. It's F-U-B-O.tv. We're we're living in a uh, a very different form of of media world, which you acknowledge because you're listening to a podcast right now, and that's all, that's relatively new. Everybody also right now is trying to figure out how do you cut the cord? What's the best way to get all the the channels that you're looking for? You want to be able to watch uh, NFL Network, NBC Sports Network, NBA TV, uh, the Golf Channel, uh, Red Zone, NFL Red Zone, ESPN, ESPN2. There's no CBS Sports Network. There's no way that there's any way to watch all those without cutting the cord. I understand that. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm getting my ear right now. Oh, you can do that? All on FUBO.TV? Are you for that? Really? <coughs> and we have a deal for you at FuboTV. Uh, Seth, Seth, uh, could you focus, please? I'm doing, I'm doing a thing. Could you not cough and sneeze into the microphone? FuboTV.com slash athletic to get 15% off your first month at Fubo. Wow, that's incredible. So here's what FuboTV can get you. You can uh, get the family plan where three people can watch at once. You get the standard base plan with two screens at once. You get 15% off your first month, 30 hours of cloud DVR. Local broadcasts are there as well. And you can NBC Sports on the national feed. So here's what you can do. The NFL season's just around the corner. Fubo.tv will not disappoint. You can stay updated on your favorite teams as well as local broadcast news at fubotv.com slash athletic today and get 15% off your first month. That's fubotv.com slash athletic. You can start your first month today. Here, Listen. Is there an easy transition to talk about Manscaped right now? M- maybe, because I'm going to read you a line, the first line from the Manscaped ad, and you tell me if this isn't going to be the thing that transitions transitions us into a much more lighthearted remainder of this show. I am reading this just so we're all clear. Have can you guys agree to these terms and conditions? Mm. Yes. 
Fantasy football draft season is upon us. Due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Ezekiel Elliott's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible storytelling. I, I have a picture, and what? I can thank Manscaped for it. And, and continue said read, Josh. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. Danielle, tell Manscaped that needs to say Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't want to hear Christian McCaffrey's name in a PPR league ever again. It's Clyde only from this point forward. It says we could talk about a funny grooming story, and I at this point... I, I I need I need to uh, to bring you only good experiences. I don't want to give you any sort of oh the last tragedy that I had. No, I no one needs that. Sometimes people <laughs> listen to podcasts while they're like eating and stuff. So I'll tell you about the lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's got a ceramic blade, skin safe technology. Those nicks and snags, two words I hate saying very much, will be reduced. It's the perfect protection you need for your franchise quarterback. <laughs> You got to get in the end zone. (laughs) To get in the end zone, you must protect the quarterback. This is the best copy they've ever had. Oh, my God. I I think they've been listening to your reads. Oh, my goodness. Roughly, just like you know what I think this guy's onto something because that was like (gasps) a Mad Lib of something you would say about Manscaped. It really was. Oh, you got it. It's the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. I mean, man, man, the Manscaped (laughs) ad department. Absolutely crushing it right now. So here's the deal. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. You get the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code of THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute be absolute besties with Manscaped. Protect your franchise quarterback. I don't, I mean, usually we do the goofs and ha-has, but today Manscaped brought them for us. Oh my God. Whew. What a, holy bleep. I need a minute. Ugh. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. We promise we will deliver. Let's talk about Jody Fortson. The hype train has not slowed down, Nate. Choo-choo, go. You're the conductor. Look, guys. <laughs> I know someone has recommended that we should honestly get, you know, Jody to give the introduction to Jody's Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> and I, I'm okay with that. I understand that, like, I have a say in this as well. Um... He needs to be on the roster. Oh. I, I cannot mm. stress this enough, folks. Mm. <clears throat> he has a set of skills, a particular mm. set of skills, that the Chiefs offense cannot utilize at this moment or unleash unless he's on the active roster. Oh um, it is not my job to root for people to be on the roster or not. I have gone through this a number of times. I wrote a very long and extensive story on Ben Neiman because with my own eyes, I realized Ben Neiman needed to be on the roster. (laughs) Last year, I went through a very, very training camp fling with Cody Thompson, who did did not make the roster, but was immediately sent to Seattle. And we'll see where he goes as a member of the Seattle Seahawks. But no... Passion has been this intensified oh, as a chief beat writer than looking and seeing Jody Forson week after week, day after day, grind for this one opportunity. Um, he has done everything right, folks. Like, he's so good at football, which explains how hard it is to even make an NFL roster mm-hmm. that he is still on the bubble. But... In writing this story this past week, telling you in great detail what Jody has done. The fact that Tyron Matthew Mm -hmm. shouted out (laughs) our Time Zars legend. The fact that I was on a Zoom call with Jody Fortson and he knew that I knew that he knew (laughs) that I wanted to ask him, did he listen to the pod? But of course I could not ask him. I controlled myself. I was a professional journalist, but he knew that I knew that he knew. (laughs) 
that he should be on this roster. Seth, go. It's I your wanna, man. Talk about him. I want to. I got I you fanning yourself right take. now in your office. I think you're fanning yourself. I, I want to take this take, and you know what I want to do with this take? I want to very politely and gently accept it as a very good take because that's what appropriate people do with takes. They don't ingest them in any way, shape, or form. And so here's what I'd say. The skill set thing is legit. You've got a bunch of guys that win in a similar way. And Jody Fortson is unique. And I understand that maybe he's not as fast and all that stuff. But I, there's got to be a place on the roster for a guy with a unique skill set. They've got so many other guys with unique skill sets. I understand receiver is crowded, but you need someone who can make a special teams play. Oh, what's that? In the preseason game he played last year, he forced a fumble on special teams. Of course he did, because he's Jody Fortson. And here's the deal. He, I, I'm just saying, jokes aside, because we have committed to this. Mm-hmm. We are so deep. deep in this. We, yeah, it's too late now. Anything less, because like it's starting to make the round on Twitter, and you got fans that are excited. Look, people, do I think he's going to be one of the top four receivers? No, which yes. means he's probably oh. not going to see the field much. Stop it. Sorry, and, did you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Seth. Did you say? You, like, did you mean? Did you mean that he? You don't think he's going to be one of the top four receivers in the NFL this year? Because I, I yeah. also disagree with that. In the history of the NFL, my right. apologies. Okay. There's a lot going on, and so. He just, he does have a unique skill set. He's had a great camp. It's just, it's tough, man. On this team, it's tough because Demarcus Robinson, I've heard, has had a good camp too. He's it's just hard camp. to get on the field. Marcus Kim so is back. Players. He was looking good before he got hurt. Yeah. Yep. It's just tough. It's going to be very, very, very tough. Um, Garrick Dieter, who I, they love, he's not going to be easy to keep off the roster. This is not... Yeah, but does Garrett Dieter have the NFL logo tattooed on his shin? Because I don't think he does. And Jody Fortson <laughs> does. So I'll go Jody. I'll take Jody, thanks. Sorry, Garrick. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal. It's just it's well, just that you're no, not Jody Fortson. Just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not I mean, it's not you, it's who you're not. That's right. Sure. That's fair. I, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Um, because it, it's that important to me. Again. <laughs> I put a story out on Twitter, and I broke all journalistic integrity and called Jody Fortson a Times R legend. Okay, folks, like I want to keep my credential, but I also want to make it very clear: you know who I am. They know who I am. Jody knows who I am. Okay, so we're reaching this day. It is tomorrow. This time a year ago, on August 29th, 2019, in the last preseason game that nobody should watch, they still played it, and the only man who made it watchable was... Jody, Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Jody Foster. I mean, we, again, we're reaching, and I have something planned, because we've reached the one-year mark of this beloved podcast. Yes. Look, Jody Foster... God rest her soul wherever she she's may be. She's right not dead. Now. She's alive still. Is going to give is going to give the Hall of Fame induction <laughs> introduction speech to Jody Foster. I mean, it's 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 in it's in the stars. The stars are aligning. And Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen, could be throwing a gimmicky misdirection in the red zone play. To Jody Fortson, who can jump over anybody who has a DB jersey on. <laughs> I just found out that Jody Foster is five foot three, and now I want them to like just hang out even more because I think that'd be hilarious. He's like jo- uh, Jody Fortson's like a foot and a half taller than her. Pr- That's a lot. Yes, that would <laughs> be funny. Look, I I know. Look, I know you're worried about the Houston Texans. Um, I don't know if you should be, but again, I know you're worried about the Houston Texans listener. I know you're worried and like you want to know like who's injured and who's not. We, we, I get it. We're still two weeks away from kickoff. I know it's so close and we're going to give that to you. We're also going to get back to probably a regularly scheduled program as we get to the regular season. I, I get that. But right now, this is the time to dream, baby. This is the mm. time to think about that fourth preseason game being life or death. Jody Fortson would not be on this roster had he not done anything Almost a year ago to this day. So I just, I just, I know you want, I know you're worried about who playing cornerback because Shaw Breeland is out here, you know, breaking the rules. I know you're worried that like is, you know, I mean, I guess, yes, Mike Pinnell faces a two game suspension. Cool. Whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like 
he's necessary in November, December, and January. I get it, folks. Look out for That's who the guy, like, I'm breaking code here. This is going to play Mike Pinnell snaps. It's 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 going to happen. Like, I'm sorry, Andy, but, like, we're, we're done with camp. I'm sorry. I'm breaking all the codes. Um, Look for him. Oh no! Also, um, I just Danielle get the way. I just you gotta you bleep like Danielle. Mike. You gotta bleep those. You leave him in, but you gotta bleep what he said there. You gotta bleep what he said in those spaces. All I don't want to get in trouble. All I'm saying what is, else needs? It's, what a, else? It's, it's a time to <laughs> dream. It's a time to dream about I, that one phone call where they bring you in. Danielle, now you gotta bleep what because Seth said their names, and we can't have that in here. <laughs> you just gotta think about the time. Like the Chiefs will never be on Hard Knocks because Andy Reid's too good at his job. But just think about <laughs> the Hard Knock video <laughs> of them calling you <laughs> being like, "Hey man, can you bring the playbook? Um, coach wants to talk to you." And then they turn it on its head and they say, "Look, man, you made it. You're on the team." Like. From Valdosto State to Arrowhead Stadium on September 10th of our Lord and Savior's 2020 season. That's like a G-rated version of what I did. If you're also worried about the offensive line, I can tell you they've been fine. They've been fine. fine. Hey, how is is looking? No, Nate. Nate, He's a guy who plays football and I trust. Um... Like they I'm, also trust him. I look. I've already put this on written form. Sorry again, Andy Reid. But we know who the third down running back is. It's because Eric Bieniemy gave away the codes. I'm sorry. <laughs> is good at pass blocking? No. Is who's good at pass blocking? Yes. These are the answers yes. that you want, folks. I know. I know you're worried about the problems with the safety position. I know you're wondering about Juan Thornhill. I can use any of this. I just, I'm so you know, worried. He may play. He may not play. But, like, you know who the three safeties are they're going to play on opening night. It's, it's a guy you know and a and a guy who was drafted in the 2018 draft who also plays safety. I mean, these are the answers you want. I know, but just dream. Just dream with me. I have a football dream about Jody Fortson. <laughs> the fact that Nate is finally breaking all... <laughs> I know it. The fact that Nate is breaking all protocol just to say, hey, be excited. Here's all the answers so you can just get hyped about Jody Fortson is one of the most bizarre things that I think has ever happened on this show, maybe in the history of the world. I'm sorry, Andy. I mean, obviously the podcast is, is, uh, is in homage to you in a lot of ways. Um, you've obviously given us the time. The time is ours, and um, I'm not telling you anything that Bill O'Brien doesn't already know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous that you're going to get all of us in trouble. I'm afraid. God bless. Lord, Lord. Seth, you wrote about Daniel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how she's going to bleep all that. I think it just might be one tone for like three minutes. <laughs> It's redacted. <laughs> you can just get me saying the word redacted and then just play yes. that. Every yes. That's going to take yes. Danielle here. all day. Here. here you go. Right here. Right here. Redacted. There. That's what's going in. Right, right I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a longer one here. Redacted. <laughs> just for like one of the longer yep. ones, wherever he it's, said to. It's perfect. She does. Now look. Danielle just got four time, hours of work By now. the time you may be hearing this as well, <laughs> That's it, not fair. It, it might be Saturday, and 5,000 fans will know the things I've just told you, because they've let 5,000 fans in the stadium, and they let the practice be open, and an open practice means I can tweet all day. So... It will be it will be Saturday, 2021. <laughs> yeah, before Danielle gets this bleep out now. <laughs> this is This is tremendous stuff. I like, I I got I got nothing to add to any of that because I think Nate just answered every question that every Chiefs fan wants to know, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's it, man. It just also on a side note, guys, we are as we record yes. Friday, we are 13 days away. Like normally, you know, preseason. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like preseason does mm-hmm. serve as kind of like a good rev up, right? Like you see them on the field for the first time. Yes, that Lord. first preseason game is exciting, and then like, and and then and then usually you know, they like, take no the starters Lord. out after the first two series. You're like, my God, this is unwatchable. This is this is not okay. <laughs> no, you go from yes, Lord, to God, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's so. But I mean, so you can you have any idea how exciting that's gonna be? And like. 
hopefully people handled this this rev up thing on Saturday well to where they don't see any problems with the plan they just like hey let's do this like Sam Mellinger was like in tears almost attending an event with fans for, for Sporting KC can you imagine how good that's gonna feel in that moment just like hey look it's football I'm so excited guys my I think it'll be great I think it'll be great for whoever the uh, chief beat reporter for the athletic is at that time <laughs> <laughs> well, we look. We 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 know it's not going to be the guy who has no experience beat reporting and is apparently an abuser of drugs based on this podcast. So we know it won't be that. Um, we know it's not going to be the guy who play, spends most of his time playing Animal Crossing, and so yeah, that's how I spend most of my time. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I no, it's. I mean, it'll just be Alec. They'll just bring Alec yeah, over. That's bring, fine. He can handle it. The, 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 the Royals are getting a little uh, uninterested. Yeah, the, it's running out. You know? It's like, look, Alec, we got to talk, dude. Can you cover two sports teams at one time? I feel like you can. <laughs> you know, are they both playing on Sunday? I don't know. But guys, football. Like, you imagine that moment? We're not going to get any rev up. Instead, it's going to be like, holy crap, that snap counted, and it matters. Holy crap, that snap counted, too, and it matters. I'm so excited to watch Patrick Mahomes play again, guys. Like, I'm going to have new snaps to chart. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Now, now I just want to, from a from a mechanical protocol situation, the, you know, this podcast used to be, you know, just for subscribers. We've opened the floodgates. You know, the Chiefs used to have closed practices, and now they're letting one be available to 5,000 fans. I just, you know, I, I'm just saying, if... If I need to hire a lawyer, one is already on the line, and we will go through the legal procedures <laughs> procedures as uh, as necessary. But um, look, I mean, you're probably wondering who's the second tight end. Oh, no, Nate. I, oh man, I can't give that information away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I was so afraid. Danielle, I'll just go, I'll go ahead and give you this also. If, I, if you guys could just clear for a second, just so I can kind of give Danielle like a clean recording on this here. <coughs> Three, two. Hi. If you're hearing this, it means we had to erase a good 15 minutes of the podcast because we couldn't make Danielle delete name by name. So we just went ahead and wiped it out. The crazy thing is, uh, Nate did say that Matt Moore is starting against the Texans. And so that part we are going to leave in because I think that's newsworthy, but everything else got erased. Sorry. Um, that's just the show. Anyway, here's Seth making a joke about tying one off and shooting it up. There you go. So, Danielle, you can just kind of paste that in, you know, in space of the last 15 minutes of podcast, and I think that should have us cover all of our bases. No one will be the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. Man, oh. We should this. probably do uh, rise, rise, stock risers and stock fallers. So, um, I got it. Seth, Seth wrote. Seth oh, yeah, wrote. let's do it. Seth let's do it. Patrick let's Mahomes do it. On third yeah, down. what am I doing? Get out of the I way, wrote, Nate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I wrote You already gave us the stock report. It was the inside information yeah, kinda did, that was sorry. not allowed. <laughs> That's all right. No, you did it. If you want to read more about the stock report, go read it. Go read Nate's yeah. story. Seth wrote. I didn't even know he could write anymore. <laughs> do I get to go off? I'm ready. Yeah, go off, King. Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is better on third down than whatever quarterback you just thought of. Nope, not that guy. Nope, not him either. Nope, not even close. In fact, if you go by expected points added per play, which is um, an advanced stat that takes into account how much more likely you made it to score, so, you know, gaining yards, obviously, it's an efficiency statistic. He's twice as good as whatever quarterback you just thought of. Yep, nope, not that guy. Not that guy. Not that guy either. None of them. Nope, nope. Did you think about none? Did you consider... Nope. But what about? I've considered them all. They he is twice as good. He has a higher completion percentage over expected. He throws deeper than everyone else. Look, I, I'm just okay. It's on the athletic right now, and I just wrote his success on third and long. It's not a coincidence. This is something that normally varies year by year. But the the the, the phrase "no one but Mahomes," and every time you say something like that, Ravens fans or Seahawks fans or Texans fans or Packers fans, teams with an admittedly great quarterbacks, they get oh no oh no oh I saw I saw. 
saw Dak Prescott do this once. Yeah, but he doesn't do it constantly. Not like Patrick Mahomes. He is statistically, quantifiably, verifiably twice as good as your quarterback on third down at gaining yards. You know what else he does? He throws the ball deeper. The rest of these pansies in the NFL, <laughs> as it gets longer, they're just like, oh no, it's third and 15. I better throw it eight whole yards. Whereas Patrick Mahomes is like, well, I think it would make more sense for me to throw it 16 yards, right, coach? He is the only quarterback who still throws relative to the sticks. He throws past the sticks. No one else does it. On third and 20, the average NFL quarterback throws the ball 10 yards. You know how far Patrick Mahomes throws it on third and 20? 20 yards, <laughs> he says. Well, coach, it, you, you can just picture him having a conversation with the quarterback being like, why would you Why would you throw it that short? You know we got to go 20 yards. What do we, well, maybe the receiver will get it. And the, you can just picture him going, that's dumb. Just like, just saying that's dumb. So that's what I wrote about. And a uh, huge shout out to, to, to Ethan, who's one of our analytics yep. guys who provided some beautiful yep. charts. Mm. And like I mean, whoever you're thinking of, I'm just letting you know, your favorite quarterback, if it's not Patrick Mahomes, is a coward on third and 20. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes is not. And I proved it. It's just facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's just what the facts say. Fact, 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 fact. Sorry, I just said it so many times I had to keep going. So I wrote about that, and I also wrote about he holds on to the ball longer than any other quarterback, but he takes sacks at, like, the same rate as, like, Drew Brees. Wow. I mean, he does everything. He throws the ball farther down the the field, but he's got the highest rate of accurate targets. On third down, Patrick Mahomes is a demigod, and if you disagree with me, you can talk to Tyron Matthew, who replied to that saying, trust me, I practice against him. It's true. So... Yeah, that was my recent article. I hope you read it. Shout out to to Ethan because my my favorite chart was the aggression on third down, where as the chart goes, the rest of the NFL quarterbacks get like cowardly and more coward and oh my god, sir, what are you doing? And Mahomes gets more like I mean, just like he barely dips on the chart. Again, go check out the article. It's it's incredible. Um, but look at the chart, like. He's almost a flat line where, like, the rest of the NFL looks like it's going down the deepest roller coaster you can think of. (laughs) (laughs) They really, the rest of the NFL, and here's the thing, Madden players have known this for years, you got to throw to the sticks. And And here's the deal. This, yeah. The reason why this m- might be something that can be repeated instead of just a fluke is that no one can do the combination of buying time and not getting sacked and making good, reliable throws down the field like Mahomes can. Maybe Russ Wilson could, could in a better system. <laughs> we'll never know because Pete Carroll will just like, Hates if him. he sees Russ Hates Wilson trying reason. to make something happen on third and 20, Pete Carroll's like, no, sir, sir. You will cease and desist. But just on a side note, in case someone does think that, oh, no, Russ Wilson does the same thing, just not as much. Russ Wilson on third and 20. Well, let's see. On third and 15, he throws six yards short of the sticks. And on third and 20, he throws about 11 or 12 yards short of the sticks. You know where Patrick Mahomes throws on those downs? The sticks. So don't tell me Russ Wilson's doing the same thing. He's not. He's not. Don't believe the lies. So, yeah, it was fun. I had a great week. It again. I know we. I think we're all describing the same the same chart in different ways. But like, you've got to look. It, this is the reason that go to theathletic.com slash times ours. You can you can sign up and get forty percent off to see these charts because they're hilarious. Because to, to the point you guys both just made, putting him in context with the other with other great quarterbacks, they all have a line that would be totally predictive of of not how far is the ball going, but. But in terms of of uh, the, the the term is depth of tar- of of target relative to marker, it's all everybody is on a downward slope that makes sense whenever you look at it in that context, where where everybody's throwing the ball fifteen to five yards short of uh, of the marker on third and twenty, like like Seth was laying out. Mahomes never throws the ball short of the marker by average. And he, like the line always gets there until you're until you're right there at, at third and twenty, and he might have thrown <laughs> it at nineteen yards like one time. Like that's that's literally how the average it averages out. It's not literally every single time, but the average is there. It's just it's one of the it's one of those charts that as soon as you understand what you're looking at, it is hugely jarring. And 
absolutely wonderful. Especially, not, I'm not trying to like bag on Alex Smith right now. Like, I, like his comeback story has been amazing, and he was a really good quarterback in Kansas City. But one of the things that was so frustrating was like it's third and eight, and the ball went six yards, right? And with like great coverage, that's that's not going to do. Mahomes, Mahomes is league breaking on on that think, specific I third, metric. I think third and fifteen will always be synonymous with Patrick that's Mahomes all. because. He he threw the ball off his back foot with yes. Nick Bosa staring, you know, breathing down his neck, and uh, he threw the ball fifty yards in the air, kids, mm-hmm. on the biggest play of his career. Just <laughs> just just absurd, just just absurd. And you're right, Seth. Uh, there's there's no one like him, and uh, because of some of the things that I've seen at practice, which I will not give. Um, He's he's his trajectory mm-hmm. is going to stay the same. None of it, and it may get even more absurd. So, um, yeah, just we're 13 days away from God knows what what he's going to unleash on on the Houston Texas poor poor Bill O'Brien. <laughs> we are uh, absolutely out of time for today's show. So uh, we'll talk about corner again closer to week one. Also, I'm sure we'll learn a little bit more. Spags didn't sound super optimistic about the. Uh, the group that's working there now, but we'll get closer to that. Uh, as uh, as Nate said, we're we're under the two week mark now, and uh, hope to start going twice a week soon as well. In the meantime, go check out both of their stories. I mean, both of them. Nate's written a thousand stories in the last six days, um, but you can go read all of Seth's work, all of Nate's work up at theathletic.com. You go to theathletic.com/slash times ours to get forty percent off your first year subscribing. Also, check out the Jackie Robinson Day conversation that is up on the Athletic. Uh, the Athletic MLB's Twitter account and follow all of us on Twitter at Binate Taylor at Real MN Chiefs Fan at JB Briscoe. Use the hashtags Times Rs and also the new hashtag uh, Taiwan Off and shoot it up. And then the next hashtag Seth said it was okay. And that'll also get right to all of our inboxes. That's it. That's the show. I don't know which one of you wants to give us a catchphrase for this episode. Um, I just want to say an immense thank you. You've listened to us for over a year now. And we're going to try to make this as wacky and as informative as we can moving forward in year two. Uh, Again, as I mentioned before, I love these guys and we love you, the listener, wherever you are. Uh, Thank you for allowing us to have the time be ours. And uh, we're going to keep doing this with the understanding that this is getting really emotional right now. And I need to walk away from the microphone. Um, But... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see another journey of football and we'll be there to provide it with you and thank you for all the things you've said and all the things uh, that you know this show to be. We will continue to do it. Darn it, Danielle, I can't hold back my tears. 